Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the backseat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Sarekia, and this is The Field Guide to Awesome. Welcome back to The Field Guide to Awesome, folks. In my last episode, I shared the second part of the conversation I had with the mind shark, Joe Cursillo. Joe is a celebrated author, business coach, lawyer, mentalist, and motivational speaker. He helps companies to thrive by focusing on the idea of having a unifying vision. He has helped countless business leaders to improve their effectiveness by adopting and carrying out their mission. Joe specializes in helping companies to tap into the power of their millennial employees and bridge the gap between generations. If you missed it, make sure to go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. My next guest is Derek Loudermilk. Derek Loudermilk is a former pro cyclist and extreme microbiologist turned professional adventure, author, and lifestyle entrepreneur. His podcast, The Art of Adventure, has become one of the top entrepreneurship and travel podcasts. Derek is the creator of the Leap System for Quantum Entrepreneurs. His business coaching process incorporates the Thought Leaders MBA, the Adventure Mindset, the energy experience, and peak performance mastery. As an international speaker and trainer, Derek regularly presents on topics such as human potential, skill mastery, adventure, charisma, and confidence. I last spoke with Derek back in episode 24, and I'm glad to talk with him again. Let's welcome back Derek Laddermilk. Derek, thank you so much for coming back. I so enjoyed our conversation the last time we spoke in our last episode together. I really wanted to welcome you back. Yeah, thanks, Trina. I'm looking forward to it. Such a pleasure. And we spoke a little bit about entrepreneurship and business in our last episode, and I'd like to continue that. Um, In a previous conversation offline, we had a really brief conversation about interesting and unique business models, you know, mm. and you said some things that were so interesting and I'd really like you to just talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think, um, and, and you'll probably hear Tony Robbins say something like success leaves clues. And so one of the, one of the great things you can, you can do is look at what other people are doing in their business and, and sort of get some ideas from that. And I've sort of taken that idea and and applied it to you know what is like the most unique or most uh unconventional type of business and and maybe businesses that have uh pieces uh you know different streams of income taken from different examples and it's really interesting to study uh digital nomads in particular that and these you know these are people that are location independent uh they often have you know five to ten different streams of income and they're they're trying to figure out right how to have them all under one 
you know, are they all under one brand or is it multiple different companies? Is there a personal brand and a business brand? Um, how do I run this from anywhere in the world? And so you get some really creative types of business and, and there's, there's patterns that I see. There's some businesses that work uh, that are more common than others, especially when it comes to, can you run it from a laptop on a beach? Can you do it from anywhere in the world? So I'm happy to share some of my favorite examples of these types of businesses uh, from, from some friends of mine, if, if you're interested. Oh, yes, I would love to. I'm very interested in that. Yeah, so, um, okay, so, so where do I want to start? Um, I, I have a lot of friends that are, they started off as explorers and adventurers and, and pro athletes and things like that. And that's kind of kind of where I saw myself going as a traveler as well, um, which is why I started my podcast, The Art of Adventure, was to, to really understand adventure better than anyone else and, and to, to live a life of adventure. But it turns out I learned a ton about business as well. And so let's take one of these adventures, like, like Johan Ernst Nielsen. He, uh, his early, he, you know, he was a polar explorer. He climbed the highest mountain on every continent and Everest and, and set some, some records and things like that. And then he got to this place where he started realizing that the environment was important because he was out there and seeing the ice caps melting when he was crossing these polar regions. And he was seeing, uh, you know, when he was transiting Africa, right, he was seeing the decimation of the wildlife. And so he said, you know, I need to, I need to start actively changing this. And so now he sort of spends most of his time being an activist. So he's doing adventure trips to raise money. So he's like taking celebrities up to Everest. He was the guy that, that took Leonardo DiCaprio in the wilderness to train for his role in The Revenant. Um, mm. So he's got these like really interesting, uh, he's still doing adventure trips, but it, the focus now is not exploration, but uh, activism. And so it's kind of cool how he's been able to make the shift. And he, so he takes his income from, you know, being able to guide these trips, but most of the, you know, I think he raised something like six, six million last year for, for charities through adventure, uh, which is, which is phenomenal. And he still gets to do the, the foundational thing that he was doing, which is you know, playing outside. That is fantastic. And, you know, it's not just creating a business, but it's having a mission a mission and creating some kind of major impact in the world. And it sounds like he really is. Yeah. And I think what's important here, right, is he discovered that these were things that he cared about. And he, then he said, okay, what's, how can I still do the stuff that I want to do? And this is, this is really important because there's a lot of causes out there that are important. There's a lot of things that could be fixed or improved and you might, you might wish they were different, but if, if you're not excited about uh, participating in the solution, then you shouldn't do it, right? You should, right. If, it's gonna, if it's gonna bring you joy anyway, then like find the overlap. Uh, and so I think this is really important like to, to look at the Venn diagram between what problems do you want to solve, participate in solving, and what you're really interested in. And can you find a place where there's, there's um, an overlap for you to participate in? Yeah, and it sounds like that's part of the finding your zone of genius, the intersection of passion, interest, expertise. Yeah. Applying, applying your genius. And, Mm. you know, I, I think, um, what I've experienced actually is 
I've felt obligated to, to try to fix something or, or get involved with a project. And if my heart's not in it, right, if I'm not uh, sort of open-heartedly giving everything that I can to a project, then there's some resentment or like, I can't believe that you know, I said yes to doing this thing or, uh, you know, and it just doesn't feel super clean. And so that's really important is when you commit to doing something like it needs and just like with, with giving money, right? Like if you, if you tithe 10% or something, but you don't enjoy it, like that's, that's bad vibes. That's bad juju. Right. So you really need to give it open heartedly. So make sure that you actually want to be doing it. Yes. Yes. There's always energy in your life. There's always energy in your actions. There's always energy in your business, but it's the quality of energy that affects the outcome, the kind of result that you will experience. Even though you're doing that work, you're, you're giving back in a way, if it's not fully within your passion, you know, if it's not fully, you're, you're not fully passionate about it, then the results will not be as powerful as you'd like them to be. And then you're creating kind of a loop of, you know, I'm not passionate about it and I'm getting crappy results. Then you're going to become less passionate about it and get worse results. And why not turn that around and find something that you are passionate about and that you are focused on creating the best results possible, you know, and really having a vision and sticking to that. It's so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let me, I can tell you another couple of friends with interesting business models, if you like. Yeah. That would be awesome. Okay. So the, the next person that's popping into my head right now is, is my friend Robin and she, uh, she was working in the medical device industry and, and she actually had a, a pretty big stake in that she was, she was misdiagnosed as a young woman with an autoimmune disease and ended up getting a bunch of organs removed and like 40 oh. hospitalizations. Uh, sort of, it could all have been avoided. And so she's super committed to better patient outcomes. And she said, well, how can I, how can I really do this? So she, so she reverse engineered some of these influencers in the medical field and she realized she needed to be uh, both an expert and speaking on stage to sort of have the ability to get the opportunities she wanted. So she cra- she turned herself from sort of a lab employee uh, into a sort of keynote speaker. And from there, she was able to get access to CEOs and founders of medical device startups that had you know potential to impact a lot of people. And so she then she was um, then she was sort of starting to to help them with their business and so she was started to get invited to be on boards and now i think she's she's founded like six companies and she's on the board of another 15 companies and she's making money both from speaking and from you know putting deals together and also from you know actually these these companies once they start earning money so she's she's got a bunch of different streams of income and it was kind of all driven by this reason one i want to help patients. And, and two, I want to get respect as a woman in this field. Uh, so she had to sort of first get really well versed and then, you know, train herself to be a good speaker and really position herself uh, as an authority sort of in, in cutting edge uh, medicine. And, and now she's, you know, getting all these opportunities that, that come from that. That's brilliant. And it's so magical when you see it happen before your very eyes, you know, you see how somebody has created the perfect combination of passion and skills to have that experience. How would you 
suggest people start if they're inspired by the people that we just spoke about to start creating something like that for themselves? Taking a look at Robin, right? She identified some key skills that were going to be important for her long-term success. Um, being a published author, being able to speak on stage, having a strong network to, to get access to opportunities. So she, she identified these as skills she needed to acquire. And it's simply a matter of just like learning anything, you got to go and, and develop that skill. So um, looking at, you know, how do you want to measure, like, let's say, let's say you want to start a business or, or pick, a, pick any career, whatever it is. How are you going to measure the ultimate output of your career, right? So the Beatles were measured by how many amazing songs or Picasso was measured by uh, how many amazing paintings he did, right? And so you need to look at if your career is measured by this, like what are the underlying skills that allow that to happen? So let's take uh, also podcasting, right? We're both podcasters. Um, there's skill in actually talking and interviewing. There's skill in marketing a podcast. There's skill in finding the right guests. And so there's a few different underlying skills. So it's, it's good to just sort of look at, you know, what's, what's going to be important in the long run. And then do I need to, do I need to learn these skills? And some of the skills, maybe you can outsource or hire somebody to do like editing a podcast. You maybe don't necessarily need to learn that. But if there's a skill that you know, you're going to need for the long term, like learn it, be the best at it and take it with you. Yeah, I think the cool thing about skills and learning things is that you can learn anything. No matter who you are, you can learn how to do anything. I think one of the challenging things that I saw the people that you just spoke about were really able to overcome was finding something that they're intensely passionate about that drove them through all of the challenging work of learning new skills. They had the passion and they had the interest and they combined a variety of things together that worked for them, uniquely for them. So all of that takes like grit and resilience and resourcefulness. Can we talk a little bit more about that? Well, I think what's, what's important here is, um, is if people haven't if they don't have something they're intensely passionate about right now, it can feel super intimidating. If, if you think like, oh, this person has it, but I don't have that right now. I'm just kind of like sort of interested in some things. That is, that's where you're starting, right? And you have to operate from a place of curiosity and experimenting. And let's think about Johan Nielsen, right? When he was skiing across uh, Antarctica, he, you know, he maybe noticed that the ice was was changing conditions or he saw like in the summertime there's less there's less glaciers or than there used to be um that's like if if we think about you know what that first moment of kindling the passion for him would have been maybe he was thinking like huh now i really see what they're talking about now i see that climate change really is happening like i wonder if there's anything i could do and there's not there's not necessarily like intense passion at that moment there's there's this uh I do care about this because I'm outside and I, you know, I appreciate the world. I don't necessarily know how ultimately I'm going to make a difference here, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the next step. I'm going to keep going a little bit and passion develops over time, right? I'm sure mm -hmm. he's more excited now that he knows he can raise $6 million for these causes. He's excited to go out there and do it some more. 
and it's developed through his bill, uh, both as you know as a fundraiser and, and as an explorer. So passion develops over time. You just have to start with something that you're sort of mildly interested in and keep going, and that's what develops it, rather than just boom, all of a sudden I'm instantly passionate about whatever cause it is. That's brilliant. And let's talk a little bit more about resilience. How do you see resilience making a difference and how do people build more resilience when we're talking about like the long-term challenges of building a business? I mean, you've been a pro athlete uh, um, and you've traveled the world, you've become a dad, you are a dad and you've written a book and you've set records around the world and none of that came easy. You know, none, you weren't able to do that right out of the box. You know, you must've had some setbacks and some challenges. Yeah, you know, I actually want to tell tell an interesting story about that. Uh, one of my clients, business client, um, I took a took a group of entrepreneurs to climb a volcano in Indonesia. We, it was about a twelve thousand foot volcano, and we basically started at sea level, so huge climb. Uh, it took us. They said it's going to take you nine hours, and I was like, yeah, whatever. We're superhuman. It'll probably take us less. It took us more. It took us 10 hours. Uh, we started at dawn. We finished after dark. It was really, really hard. Probably the hardest thing everybody else had, had done. And ultimately what this, this one guy, uh, that impact wasn't necessarily so much on his business, but the first thing he did was, was go home and ask his girlfriend to marry him. Mm. And I think this is a really, it's really interesting because the confidence in right so so during this climb he went through multiple phases of like i think i'm going to give up and then he was like nope i'm going to keep going and that that resilience that he proved to himself through this you know single epic day uh convinced him that he would be able to to handle it when it came to marriage like i think his biggest question about marriage was will i be able to show up and be a good husband like am i am i ready for this am i cut out for this and so he proved his capabilities in one realm in this physical challenge. And that allowed him to go and say, I'm going to go and I'm going to commit to, to getting married and being an amazing husband. And let's, you know, let's step into the unknown here. And I think there's a lot of times where you can pull from seeing what you've been able to do before, whether it's a physical challenge or, you know, even a, a difficult conversation that you were able to like actually have rather than bailing or, you know, even in yoga class, right? If you held a pose, even though your legs were shaking, you're about to fall. There's, there's so many times when you have done things where you haven't bailed. If you can, if you can translate those, if you can bring those into, to your business or different areas of your life, uh, that's going to give you a ton of resilience. I agree. You know, no matter who you are, you've had some form of success and there are ways to leapfrog from that success and pull it into other aspects of your life and business. By using that success and leapfrogging from a past smaller success into something that's larger and more impactful in your life and business, basically what you're doing is pulling from your past confidence or having confidence that you, you're able to do that new thing. Yeah. And, and we're sort of, you know, here we're talking like confidence sort of in, in, in learning or, or, you know, getting a new skill or something like that. Another piece that I see a lot in these explorers and adventurers is 
their ability to sort of quickly make friends, their ability to mm. have good relationships, right? Because if you're if you're stranded in the middle of the savannah and you you need some help, right? You you just have to trust people, or, or there's there's so many situations where you you need to rely on somebody to ask directions or any of this. So so quickly, you know, being able to build rapport and connection with people and trusting people and making friends quickly. Uh, ultimately, right, you develop the the resilience in your relationships, the confidence in your ability to have good relationships with people, which is which is another really important piece of of sort of the confidence and resilience puzzle. Mm. With training confidence and with building stronger and healthier relationships, even at the snap of a finger, all of that really comes from within and knowing and the confidence is basically trusting yourself to know that you're going to be safe in any situation that you put yourself in because you've learned from the past that, hey, you know, I can be strong. I know how to problem solve. When we also talk about building relationships, the first relationship that you need to build is within your own self. And how do you talk to yourself? Because how you talk to yourself in your head is going to come out of your mouth. And it's also going to affect how you interact with others. That Over, whole, yes. it's a internal process. And when we talk about energy, and I tend to talk about energy a lot in all of my podcasts, <laughs> but the, the definition that I use, it is kind of a physics one. Energy is the ability to do work and work is the ability to affect change. I think even the last time we spoke, I talked about we all have loads of energy within our lives and our experience. You know, there's all kinds of energy within within us, but it's the quality of energy that makes a huge difference when we talk about, um, especially with how others perceive us and how we perceive ourselves. Having that ability to interact well with strangers, making new friends quickly is a powerful thing because as entrepreneurs, we're all going out into the world meeting new people. And those new people could be leads. They could be prospects. They could be business partners that we collaborate with. I think that's awesome. You know, this reminding me of when I was uh, a younger man and I was interested in picking up girls um, <laughs> in college and stuff. I started studying body language of charisma tracks somebody to somebody else and what makes somebody like somebody else and there's so many uh there's so many subtle things right that your bodies are giving off in terms of communication right imagine somebody walks into a room right uh everybody in the room sort of looks over to them like they walk into a party right and everybody looks and makes their first impression like is this person standing tall and smiling and joking with their friends or is this person coming in sort of hunched and, and gloomy looking like we we instantly sort of can assess people's states even unconsciously. And, and most of our first impressions uh, we hold on to, you know, 95% of the time. And so understanding how you hold your body and how you speak, like the tone and resonance of your voice, uh, you know, how much space you take up, right? This is, you know, women actually generally take up a lot less space than, than men. And, but if you, right, if you see someone taking up less space, that's sort of like a, like an unconfident, uh, meek position if someone right imagine a big gorilla right they're taking up a lot of space and so it's cool to look at uh do you do you know what signals your body is giving off right how you know how long should you shake hands how long should you hold eye contact 
uh, all, all of these things. There's there's a whole you know a whole bunch of science we could dig into, but but I would say uh, when you're first meeting some somebody, if if you've uh, if you understand nonverbal communication and, and body language, it's going to really help you connect and build that rapport quickly with people. That is truth. We spoke a little bit earlier about training confidence and how could we combine that training confidence with making a great first impression? Gotcha. Okay. I see where you're going with this. Um, yeah, the confidence, uh, I think, I think people assume if I'm confident, then if, you know, if I'm in a networking event or a conference or something like that, I can just walk up and, uh, make a good first impression and, and people will like me. And so, so part of that, right, is your knowing, right, your, your skill in building relationships, understanding the body language, which we've, which we've talked about. And I think one important thing to add to that is we were talking about, right, the energy and the intention, right? So if uh, it kind of depends what, if, if you want to go make a first impression, if you want to go meet somebody in person, uh, what's the intent behind that? And are you, are you looking to make friends? Are you looking to form long-term business partnerships? Are you looking to get something? Are you looking mm. to, you know, just share business cards? And so where you're coming from is going to be really important. And the best networkers, the best people for strategic relations, the people that get, uh, you know, million dollar deals that just fall into their lap. These are the people that are continually adding good energy into their, their network. So they're continually yeah. being helpful. They're thinking, how can I create win-wins? They're, they're thinking like, I don't want to just use you for, for a short-term gain, but actually like you. And they're also, you know, they're, they're connecting with a diverse group of people. They're uh, older or younger, different socioeconomic levels, uh, age and race and all these things, because you want diversity yeah. as well, because you get a lot of interesting ideas from, from diverse people. And so what's important here is not just having the skills that, that, that back you up, but also where are you coming from? What is the intent behind what you're trying to do here? Definitely. I fully and wholeheartedly agree with um, the aspect of networking that you just mentioned because networking is not let me sell you something you said you needed this i got this buy it for me it's hey let's be friends let's get to know each other let's build this relationship do you need a pie recipe i got a pie recipe <laughs> what do you who would you like to know how can I help you widen your circle of influence? And it's building those, that relationship and going with your hand full to give and not to take. Um, I think that's hugely important in building relationships. And like you said, keep putting good energy into the networking, into meeting new people. And so Derek, I've absolutely loved talking with you today. What do you have coming up? What big goal are you working to achieve over the next 12 to 24 months? Man, I've got, uh, I got so many things. We're actually working on multiple book projects. Um, a, couple, a couple of cool ones. One, we're putting together uh, a book of adventure stories and, and we're going to sort of deconstruct what, you know, like understanding confidence and understanding resilience and all these things we've talked about today. 
uh, we're going to pull from those stories. So that's that's exciting. Um, we're also uh, I'm, I'm writing a book about how leaders develop their identity. So how people become leaders through these transformational experiences, and that's um, that's a book I've been working on for a couple of years. Uh, it's going to be published by Wiley. So that's an exciting project. And then uh, I run a mastermind for thought leaders, for uh, people like coaches, speakers, authors, uh, course creators. And th this is super cool because uh, it started off, right? I'm combining the adventure mindset and I'm combining the, what I call the thought leaders MBA. So the adventure and business skills. Then I'm bringing in everything that I learned as a pro athlete and a scientist. So sort of like, what does it take to be the best in the world? Sort of the mental mastery set of things. And then finally, I'm bringing in the metaphysics, the spiritual piece, and using these laws of the universe, these sort of secret weapons from, from the ancients that I'm employing to, to have people accelerate their business. So it's a really fun mastermind. And it's, it's you know, I, I love the people that I work with. And so I'm super excited about that as well. So exciting. I'm going to put you in the spotlight. Maybe you can come back for another interview later down the line where we talk about the that metaphysics that you're talking about, those secret super weapons that you're yes. talking about. Yeah, I'll have, we're doing a long-term experiment right now and the results so far are just outstanding, uh, but I'm excited to report on the sort of the full experiment. Fantastic. Where can people learn more about you, Derek? Sure. DerekLoudermilk.com is my website where you'll find links to everything, including, you know, the, this mastermind or, or the podcast that I host, The Art of Adventure, and all my social medias are also at Derek Loudermilk. And you also mentioned to me that you are giving away copies of one of your books, Superconductors. Yes. And yeah. Could tell us a little I'm bit about Superconductors and, and listeners. I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes. Yeah. So, so I, I'll send you a physical copy of my book, Superconductors. And this book is it's how to get big things done. So it's, so uh, to be a superconductor, right? You're, you're optimizing your own resources and your tribe and all the sort of other tools that are available to you. So, so, you know, technology and metaphysics and all these things. So, so really being able to leverage all the ways of getting things done, not just yourself. Uh, so this is really important, right? If you want to be uh, the one in charge of your career, whether you're an entrepreneur or just an employee, uh, to, to be able to be the most rare and valuable person. Eventually, you know, with the right set of skills, you're the only one in the world with that set of skills. And then you get to decide how you spend your time, how much you charge, all of these amazing things. So that's what, that's what Superconductors is about, is about acquiring and utilizing these, these key skills. Amazing. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Derek. It's been such a pleasure to interview you. I'm so glad that you were able to join me. Trina, it's also a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Stay tuned for the next episode where we talk again with Stephen Corley Randell. Stephen is a California licensed architect who's specialized in residential work for more than three decades. His projects are built throughout California as well as across the country. Stephen's current focus is on helping other creative professionals build careers to love by focusing on four pillars of success. Passion, persistence, patience, and payoff. It's not what you think, so stay tuned to find out more. You won't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. 
I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me and multiply your impact is to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs like you. As a special thank you, when you leave your rating and review, you'll win a 15-minute free consultation meeting with me to talk specifically about your business. Just send me an email with an image or a screenshot of your rating and we'll schedule the time. Thanks again and be awesome.